Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust, a First Geek 411 podcast series. I'm Corey. I will be hosting this week with my friend Deanna and my sister Carrie. Hello. Hi, ladies. What? Carrie is not here. I have transcended. I I have transcended. I am number one Captain Marvel fan. (laughs) (laughs) Here's her new name. Yes. I am the artist formerly known as Carrie. So, so in other words, not much has changed. <laughs> oh, no, I guess not. It's just like, I was telling y'all that I've been like really tense, like my muscles are all hurting and stuff like that. I think it's because like the buildup to Captain Marvel, you guys. I think, <gasps> that, I think that I'm so tense. I'm just going to die. Go book a massage <laughs> well, for after it would be, tomorrow. Uh, it would be a shame to just die before Captain Marvel. <laughs> Oh man, I I would book a massage, but I am like, I don't know, I've never had a massage before. And also, I just think watching Captain Marvel will will cure me of all ills. <laughs> They're delightful if you find a good so, place. It's a panacea. It's a what? Panacea. Tell me what that is. Cure all. Oh! Thank oh. you, medical terminology. Um, it's not necessarily medical. It's pseudo-medical! <laughs> I mean, it's like a general language thing. You're a general. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Continue on with telling us what we're going to do today. Okay, so <laughs> today, well, first let's tell the people how to find us. Uh, we are available for you to contact on Facebook at Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust Podcast, or you could send us an email at firstgeek411 at gmail.com. Please direct all emails to number one Captain Marvel fan. <laughs> Uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at FTPD underscore podcast. That's short for Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust, if you're not figuring that out yet. But. Yeah. Or you can uh, tweet at each of us. Carrie is at Sparkle underscore Fist. Excuse me. Number one Captain Marvel fan yes. is at, <laughs> un- at Sparkle underscore Fists. Get it right. I, I am at Spilled X Water, and Deanna is at Deanna790. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. We are available in all those places, so you have no excuse. <laughs> so there many are places. people who have been contacting us, though, you guys. There are. They exist. I know, and we want to give some special shout-outs this week yes. uh, to people who've been giving us some wonderful support and comments. We want to give uh, some love to Tori, Dom, and Ray. Uh, so and, thanks, guys. And? We love hearing from you. And we want to do another shout out to Ashley for sharing some cool art with us and maybe some potential future cosplay motivation. Because <laughs> I have no self-control. Yeah. She shared with <laughs> us um, some little art pictures of Disney princesses as Pokemon trainers, and they're really cute. Disney so. and Pokemon? Like, yes, bring those together, my friend. <laughs> yes. Always Pokemon, all the things. Um. And we could play we Pokemon all- Go while being the princess. <gasps> what? We all we're all team Mystic, BT dubs, so we do play Pokemon Go when we are together and when we are apart, and that yes. would be great. We should do that. I Deanna, Deanna's that. the best with sending gifts. She is. I was really good, but then once school started up again, I didn't go to Pokestops as much, and I don't have any gifts to give out. I'm a on problem. a routine, like, when I park at work, I turn on Pokemon Go, and I do, like, I check all the gifts on my walk into work, and so, like... But you see, like, you have that. There's literally no Pokemon uh, stops, or Pokestops, anywhere near where I work, at all. Yeah. We're gonna get a little off track. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll, we'll cut that <laughs> if we need to, but... We're getting a smidge off track, and I think we might need our time this week, because I think there might be um, oh, true. a little venting toward the end of the episode. We'll see. <laughs> so we'll probably need that time. Mm-hmm. But this week, we are going to be talking about our feature film, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. And then, what I was talking about earlier, we are going to rank the worst Disney movies, in our opinions. Mm-hmm. So... Let's start out talking about Bedknobs and Broomsticks. So Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Bedknobs and Broomsticks is a 1971 Disney film starring Angela Lansbury and David Tomlinson. It's set in World War II England, and it's about uh, Charlie, Carrie, and Paul that are children displaced from London by German bombings, and they are put into the reluctant care of Miss Eglantine Price, an apprentice witch, who is learning her craft via a correspondence course. <laughs> the kids find out her secret when they see her flying on a broom, and they try to blackmail her. She buys their secrecy with a special transportation spell that allows their bed to travel anywhere in the world. She says she's trying to use her powers to end the war. However, in a bit of an ironic twist, it appears as though the war has put a premature end to her course. Um, still determined to use her magic to end the war, she takes the children and the bed to London to find her teacher, Professor Emilius Brown. They do find Mr. Brown, but it turns out he's nothing but a street magician turned con artist who didn't know his spells actually work. Mm -hmm. When she asks about the spells, he says he got them all from a book he found, but he doesn't have the book. So, he's excited at the prospect of... Ooh, I can talk. He's excited at the prospect of his spells working and the idea of a duo performing act starring himself and Miss Price, so he leads the group down to Portobello Road Marketplace in hopes of finding the rest of the book. They come across the mysterious criminal, the bookman, who has the other half of the book, which tells them that the spell is written on a medallion on the mystical island of Nabumbu. Mm. Our group takes the, bed, <laughs> takes the bed to Nabumbu, and they meet the king, a lion, who's wearing the sought-after medallion. The king is very upset they don't have a referee for their soccer match, so Mr. Brown agrees to referee the match and uses the opportunity to get a better look at the medallion. After a super chaotic soccer match, the group manages to retrieve the spell and return to England. The substitutionary locomotion spell that they found makes inanimate objects move in a lifelike way, and the group returns and finds a Nazi invasion in England. So Miss Price uses the spell to create an army of inanimate objects and fend off the Nazis. Yeah. After a crazy awesome battle, <clears throat> she uh, she's pleased with her success, but has decided to give up magic and continue looking after the children. Mr. Brown was inspired to do something a little more important with his life. He joins the army and promises to return to Miss Price after. So... It's a pretty long summary. It was kind of a long yeah. movie for what it was, you know, for the time period. Yeah. What do you think? Hot take. I like it more than Mary Poppins. I said it. What? I said it. I like it more than Mary Poppins. It has magic. It has animals. <laughs> it has someone with my name in it. Like Nazis. Nazis. They're fighting the dang Nazis. Like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Mary Poppins is a great movie. It, it like, it's well acted in it's beautiful it's this whole like coming of age story for the kids but then also like don't grow up thing for the parents and like it's it's got so much good stuff in it but as a kid i found it boring 
Mm-hmm. And I just think there's so much fun in bed knobs and broomsticks and, you know, the whole witch thing and stuff like that is so interesting and the way that the spells work. I don't know. I just, I like it more. It's just my own personal thing. I will admit that, like, objectively, Mary Poppins is a better movie. Mm. But I like bed knobs and broomsticks more. It yeah, is. more fit things that you mm-hmm. like. It is missing Dick Van Dyke. It's missing Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, uh, that's very true. That's really the only thing. It has Mr. Mm-hmm. Banks. It does. And I will also admit the songs are not as good as the Mary Poppins songs. But the Very overall true. plot is just so much more my speed. Yeah. They're comparable, though. Like, you can yeah. compare yeah. them. Um, my one, like, description of this film is the movie of constant distractions. And, like, it just seems like they're going, like, okay, we're going to go do this. Oh, this side, little side thing. Now we're going to go do this. Oh, this other thing. It's just, like, it takes forever for, like, what they're trying to accomplish, like, ha- to happen. It's true. It's just, like, it's just like, oh, we're going to go to this fun little underwater dance party for a bit. And then we're going to go do this soccer match. Portobello Road. And then we're going to go. <laughs> Portobello Road. Yeah, it was just, like, this is a really long dance sequence. It's just kind of here. Mm. <laughs> I was like, it was fun, but it was just like, okay, <laughs> the plot is moving like snail's pace. I will <laughs> agree with that. very true. But, I mean, but it's a fun time. It's just like, man, they keep getting distracted. <laughs> but to be fair, like in Mary Poppins, the scene with the chimney sweeps does take forever to, like. It's a but the dance. I know it's good. I didn't say it wasn't. I said it just also took forever. Yeah, like yeah, Mary Poppins does have those moments too. So that's why you can kind of compare the two. Um, it's but. funny that y'all brought that up immediately. There is a mm. lot of weird connections between bed knobs and broomsticks and Mary Poppins. We can get into those a little more later, but just you know, put a pin in that. But I mean, also to be mm-hmm. fair to me about my opinion before everybody like crucifies me, um, is I haven't seen Mary Poppins in a really long time, so maybe that'll change it. But I just love Ben Nobson. The whole idea behind Mary. it is so fascinating to me. Like yeah. that you are a witch through a correspondence course, and it's actually somebody who was like just trying to basically like take your money, but it turned out to be real. Like that's so funny to me. It sounds like an amazing like if you made it modern, somebody doing online courses through like some sort of like school online, <laughs> and it turned out to all be real. Like that's what it reminds yeah. me of. And so the internet's yeah. a weird place. And- and Mary Poppins isn't a witch. She's a time lord. She's something we don't know. I think that's the other thing is Mary Poppins has too much mystery about her that I'm like, I, lo- I lose is, some of it. You? I lose some of it. I Yeah, I kind of like the mystery. But yeah, the, there's the this girl on the cruise I went on was like adamant. And we heard her t- telling other people about it when we saw her later on the cruise ship about Mary Poppins is a time I, lord. I have a shirt where she's coming out of a TARDIS. It's, it's like it's the bigger on the inside technology <laughs> with the with the bag. And the, I have seen this on the Internet. And she doesn't age. It's just like, I did see that on the Internet. Actually, I saw yeah. that whole theory. So, yeah, I've seen it before. Um, but it was just funny how this one girl was like super like trying to tell everybody about it. Like, yeah, we know. But yeah, so we got a witch and a time lord. <laughs> I um, I don't know. I really like it. I like. I like. I do wish that maybe they had shown um more development between uh, Miss Price and the kids because she goes from. 
not wanting the kids at all to liking them very quickly. And like, maybe mm-hmm. they could have used up some of the extra time where they just spent like doing silliness or where it was just like added extra time padded on there. They could have done development out with their relationship or they could have done more with um, just developing out the relationships between everybody. That is possible. But yeah, I thought it was there. cute. Also- yeah. Also the whole underwater scene. So like, when I was younger, I would watch the, like, under-the-sea-themed sing-alongs VHS, mm-hmm. and there was this one bit, um, with, like, one of the songs on the VHS where they had a lot of these animated fishes and stuff, and I had no idea what it was from. And it was from Bed But then I watched this, I was like, this is where they took all those, like, fish scenes from, it was this whole bit from Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, and, like, I never learned that until I finally watched it, I think, in college the first time. I was just like, oh... That's where those fishes in the sing-alongs video came from. Makes sense. <laughs> Bobbing along. Bobbing along. Is that the one that stuck in your head? Because Portobello Road. I'm on Portobello Road. I was Portobello just about Road. to say no, it. Yeah. yeah. The, when I watched this movie a couple years ago, when I first bought it from Blockbuster, yes, that sentence came out of my mouth. Um, I bought it when Blockbuster was going out of business. Anyway, I had Portobello Road stuck in my head for like a month. Yeah. It was rough. It's so catchy. <laughs> that song is ridiculously catchy. Yes. And it does Every time you see a mushroom, you're like, Portobello. I know that when I'm cooking with mushrooms. It's probably. And you know, it's so funny because, like, it's probably the most pointless song in the whole movie. But it's so, so catchy. catchy. So catchy. <laughs> Some fun facts about bed knobs and broomsticks. Like I kind of mentioned before, it's a really weird relationship with Mary Poppins. Um, for example, the rights to bed knobs and broomsticks was required, excuse me, acquired really early, but um, they kept shelving it over and over because people thought it was too similar to Mary Poppins. Mm. And um, the original actress cast as Eglantine Price or offered, excuse me, was yeah, Julie Andrews. <laughs> yes. Um, was Julie Andrews. Oh, they, okay. o- they offered her the role and she said, I don't know, maybe it's too similar to Mary. No, no, no. I, I believe Mary Poppins hadn't been made yet. And they said they offered her the role. Like I said, this kept getting shelved. And they offered her the role, and she's like, I don't know, maybe. And they were like, well, we don't have an answer. Angela Lansbury, what do you think? And she's like, yes. And then Julie Andrews called back, and they were like, oh, we already cast that. Oh. Okay, but here's the deal. Like, Mary Poppins came out after. No. No, before. Yes. Yeah, they, yeah. They, I meant before. They had the rights. Much before. They had the rights to this first, and they kept starting it and shelving it and starting it and shelving it. Well, then why would they have cast Angela Lansbury so early because if it, was, if it was before she was in Mary Poppins because they were st- they would like they had the rights to this and they were thinking about making it but then they got the rights to Mary Poppins hmm. so hmm. Hmm. interesting yeah super weird relationship and I think it was Angela also considered for Mary Poppins as well I have no idea. I research bed knobs and broomsticks, not Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> I I do know that Angela Lansbury played a role in the new Mary Poppins Returns movie yeah. at the end. That could that I feel watching it was probably written for uh, Julie Andrews, but then Julie Andrews 
I don't think wanted to be in the movie. Just all of the um, connections. Not that she had, not that she didn't have anything. Uh, not that she had anything against the film. Like she was actually very supportive. But then Angela Lansbury was in that role. Yeah. I think it'd be weird if Julie Andrews was there. It's like, but she's the actual Mary Poppins, and then Emily Blunt is actually Mary Poppins. So yeah. I feel like it'd be confusing, even though they're like, maybe, even though Dick Van Dyke was in it, it, but like he looked a lot different. He played the same character. Oh, he did. He didn't play Bert. He played the bank man, which was perfect because he was he was the you know in the old makeup for the bank man, the original one. Yeah. So he just wasn't in makeup. He was just himself. Uh, yeah. I was gonna so did suggest- you not see it? Did you not see Mary Poppins Returns? Me? Did no, you? I did. Yeah, yes, you. I went to see it with my oh, mom. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she knows I saw it. We saw it together. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> what name is Eglantine? I'm not sure if I like it <laughs> or if I don't like it. I'm not it. a big fan. I don't know how I feel. I think I like it when Mr. Banks sings it. I know he's not Mr. Banks in the movie. <laughs> David Tomlinson, is that who he is? Yes, but he's actually Professor Brown. It's a type yeah. of rose. Oh, y'all, I like it. All mm-hmm. right. Um, I like the whole bunny gag. I think the bunny bit is funny, how she keeps turning people into rabbits. I can only do I think rabbits. that's funny. I like it, and I like how, like, just how they end up communicating with Mr. Brown. He transforms himself into a rabbit. Oh, my gosh. I just, I think that, yeah, I just really liked this movie. It was super cute. I wasn't actually really a fan of that gag until he managed to turn himself into a rabbit toward the end. I was like, all right. I think it's one of those, like, rule of threes thing where it gets funnier every time you do it. Because the first time she did it, whenever she turned the kid into it, it wasn't funny. But when she turned the lion into it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of, that's also kind of funny. And then it was just, it was also just extra humorous whenever he got, when you get to the third one. No. (laughs) Was that the third one? Yes. When you get to the third one and then it's him. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I enjoyed the movie. There were some really cool things about it. I liked the whole war aspect, actually. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of reminiscent of, like, um, <laughs> Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. A little bit, yeah. Because of yeah. just the time period. but And also the whole being relocated. And mm-hmm. Any other things to say about this film? I think I think we about covered it. Yeah. Um, I didn't get the gag with the minister. Oh! Like, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Okay, so, I know this. They, originally, the movie was much longer, and they had to cut it. Early, the early drafts had the minister being, trying to get with Miss Price for her money. Oh. She had money? Oh. Oh, but isn't that, okay, what is his name? Roddy McDowell? Is that who that is? Roddy something. It's very famous. He was in Planet of the Apes. I'm pretty sure that's Roddy McDowell. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, hey, that guy. And then like, I was like, okay, this gag is here and gone. And like, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, the early drafts had him like trying to get with Miss Price for her money. So. They had like other okay. parts with him in it. Okay. Oh, I forgot one more fun fact. Um, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks has a stage musical in the works. It is 
it was scheduled to be released in 2019. However, the director and choreographer, Rachel Rockwell, um, unfortunately died last year. Aww. And Aww. yeah, the, um, the release date is now TBA. So, well, I hope they do it. Cause I think it would be really conducive, like it would be really conducive to a stage play and they could, Mm-hmm. I, I think like new songs could be added and reworked and things like that and I think it'd be really yeah. good and I if you haven't seen this film definitely go check it out it translates um, really well to a stage musical it would it I would. think the plan is to still release it but that sort of put a delay on things yeah 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 okay. so that kind of well cool yeah, that kind of closes us out nicely for bed knobs and broomsticks mm-hmm. quote nicely <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I didn't mean anything by that. But. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just teasing you. So, let's go into our Once Upon a Time segment. This week in Disney history. This week, mm-hmm. March 7th, 2010, Disney and Pixar up won Best Animated Feature Film at the 82nd Annual Academy Awards. Aww. Aww. Very deserving. Yeah. So I thought that one that one needed a mention. And uh, only one other thing I wanted to go ahead and note is the um, <laughs> the uh, science fiction film, A Wrinkle in Time, was released by Walt Disney on March 9th, 2018. That could not possibly come up again in the episode, so I figured I'd just kind of say we'll something We'll just there. breathe on past that for now, and yep. then... <laughs> <laughs> Chekhov's gun. <laughs> anyway so that kind of closes out that segment uh, I only had one thing to discuss briefly on our who's it's and what's it's galore segment and that is Captain Marvel <laughs> yeah. by the time by the time you guys are listening to this we will have already seen it we're really excited about it we are all going to go see the premiere tomorrow and that uh kind of leads to a little mini announcement for us i think we are planning to do a special episode next week to discuss as our feature film captain marvel and we'll do some captain marvel themed things throughout next week's episode so oh man yeah. i won't be here <laughs> <laughs> so funny um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was just going, well, then who's going to host it? <laughs> no. It'll be me, the artist formerly known as Carrie. <laughs> the Captain Marvel fan formerly known as Carrie. Yep. Anyway, uh, here's hoping we all like the movie, because if we don't, next week is going to be a real downer. <laughs> oh, the last time I was this excited about a film was a year ago, and it ruined me! <laughs> we'll get into it again later. Just be patient. That, that can't <laughs> possibly come up again. <laughs> anyway, we have a couple of a uh, couple announcements. I try to say news and announcements in the same breath. A uh, couple announcements this week for our Newsies banner segment. Um, firstly, Disney's Plus, Disney's Plus, Disney Plus. I'm sorry, I can talk, y'all. <laughs> Disney Plus is in the news this week. They have a predicted 160 million subscribers when their service comes out. Yep. So I'll probably be one of them. We uh, will because yeah. we're a busy podcast and be nice to be able to watch things for relatively free rather than having to buy them every week. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be like Netflix where um yeah, you can have like profiles Deanna, or don't something. Run us out. Deanna, sh- tell well, them what we're gonna do. What an excellent yeah. segue. Shh, shh, shh. 
what an excellent segue into the fact that they have already announced that their will their service will be significantly cheaper than Netflix. Oh. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to. Competition. <laughs> um more news and announcements. The only other thing I really wanted to talk about again, uh oh, is that um They've announced a the um, release date and title for the sequel for Maleficent. It's going to be known as Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and that will be coming out in October of this year on the I 18th. Mean, I thought they established finished. that she's not evil, like in the first one, which I didn't well, see, but I've read the synopsis on. Maybe she's going to go evil. That'd be nice. <laughs> you know, she has to become the mistress of all evil at some point. Right? Or how she use all the powers of hell. Yeah, she says that she does. She does. And assuming she's not just giving herself a little more credit than she should. She only uses like half the powers of hell. Yeah. Well. Mm. Wow. In Kingdom Hearts, she's friends with Hades, so maybe that's it. All the powers of Hades. That's what she meant. (laughs) That's what she meant. She has Hades wrapped around her finger. They use the (laughs) gate. I don't know. Weird. Don't tell Persephone. <laughs> right. She's the ex. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. That'd be fun, Oh, man. So, uh, that's going to kind of wrap everything else up. I wanted to leave the rest of the time to get down to business. Let's get down to business. I'm just going to let you go. <laughs> Rank the worst Disney movies ever! Yeah. Yeah. So, right, so, I go first. first, yes. yes. I do go first, yes. and, um... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> but yeah, um... These, once again, are very subjective, and it's just kind of what I'm feeling right now. And I kind of realized while I was making this list, it is extremely limited by the fact that I haven't seen a lot of the really bad ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we avoid those? Yes. Yeah, a lot of times I'd be like, I hear that's awful. I think I will not watch it. Yeah. AKA Mars Needs Moms, anyone? That kept popping up when I was looking at bad Disney movies. Or what? Home on the Range, I heard was also badly. Didn't I've see seen that one. You have. I saw it in theaters. Whoa. Um, Money waster. (laughs) Um, Now, uh, the big one, for example, is Belle's Magical World or whatever. I never watched that. I heard it was awful. I made a point. I made a point to not see it. So before you kind of go after me for not talking about that one i have only seen little bits and pieces so i didn't really want to list that one as yeah the worst i haven't seen so, it all the way through either so yeah so let's go with my number four my number four worst disney movie is maleficent <laughs> i hated that movie i again i saw that one in theaters and i really wanted my money back i haven't seen it oh well Okay. I have this great tendency when Corey tells me a movie is bad, I just don't go see it. So I did the same thing. I didn't go see Iron Man 3 because of that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, I really disliked that movie. It. I like villains. I like villains a lot. And that movie just kind of ruined the character. It didn't make it 
it didn't make her motives understandable. It wasn't trying to one of those stories where it tries to make you understand where the villain came from. It just removed her as a villain. Yeah. It it didn't explain, it justified everything she did and it kind of made it it made King Stefan the villain. Yeah. Yeah. It did. And it it's just it was ridiculous. I I hated the whole story. They introduced this weird romance between Stefan and Maleficent. They made Maleficent love her, love Aurora like a daughter. I'll admit that that is kind of funny because I did, remember I was telling you, I thought that would be funny if the the thing was uh, that she would be in the curse, loved by all who know her. Like that's part of the things that Maleficent says. I was like, wouldn't that be funny if Maleficent met her her and then fell in love with her? Like that's the plot of Maleficent. I was like, oh. Oh, see, I, okay, I don't mind that so much, but I just hate the idea that Maleficent is the one who, like, fixed everything, and she made it right, so she really didn't do anything wrong, you know? Mm. Yeah, so I hated that movie, and I was, I was like, how timely that they just announced some new details about the sequel before we recorded this. Yeah. Anyway. So, that's my number three. Did you see it, Deanna? Yes. Wow. Okay. What you think? Ah! You'll find out later. Oh, okay. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Number three. It's okay. okay. Number three, The Water Boy. That's Disney? Yes. I oh, I didn't know. Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so do I. I really, really don't like Adam Sandler, and honestly, I'm pretty sure some Rob Schneider movies would have been on here if I'd actually bothered to watch them, but I didn't. I had to watch The Waterboy because, this is embarrassing a little bit, but they showed it at my school. I think I one of my classes. Yeah, like, who does that? Anyway, why would they show that at school? Because you can do it. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. You can do it. I hated that movie. It, I know it was supposed to be stupid, but that didn't make it entertaining. Like, I, it knew it was ridiculous, which I understand, but that didn't make me like it at all. Hmm. No, that's fair. This movie is still quoted to this day. <laughs> I mean, I just fr- did it. Frequently. It's not... Corey style. Not really when my I, style either. When I was in college, all of my classmates, when we would be in like anatomy um, portions of study, would be like medulla oblongata, and they'd like start laughing. Just like, ugh. So, I really don't like this movie. It's annoying. It's not funny. And I wish it would go away. No. So, moving on to number two. Mm-hmm. The Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is the worst. I adore The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And everything I loved about The Hunchback of Notre Dame was taken away in the sequel. Like, everything. I loved the the music. It was just gorgeous. And everything in The Hunchback of Notre Dame 2 was dumbed down. The um, The art went from gorgeous to just awful and amateur it was oh it's so upsetting you should look at some side by sides of the beautiful detailed art of hunchback 
compared to from the sequel, and it's pathetic. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I hadn't seen this one. I avoided it. But I also learned recently why a lot of those sequels are terrible is because the straight-to-VHS ones is because those were basically projects for new animators. So it was like breaking in the new animators. Okay, but no, because Lion King was also done by some of the new animators. So some of them were better and some of them were not. So I think that's the thing is they were like passed on as like a secondary thing to like the newbies is why they're not as good some well, some of the time. So I could kind of forgive not as good for a direct to VHS, but this wasn't not as good. This didn't look like it was given to a new artist for Disney. This looked like it was given to some Disney employees' children to illustrate. <laughs> say, this looked like I drew it. It looked. I mean, it's worse. I can do better, and I can't draw at all. <laughs> she can't. Neither can I. Her mind can't it's, draw. It's <laughs> awful. I mean, ugh. Anyway, it's just extra sickening to me because of how amazing the first one was. Yeah. Um, Did they also give it to amateur script writers, Deanna? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> There's this horrible, like, shoehorned-in message about a giant bell that's beautiful on the inside. It's got, like, it's got, like b- jewels and stuff on the inside of it. I'm Ugh. sorry. If there's jewels on the inside of a bell, they're going to get smashed by the right? bell. Like the, <laughs> by the little the, clapper, the clanger. The clapper. The oh, they'll probably whatever, be shaking. The vibrations of the bell will probably shake them loose eventually. Like It would just smash them. And here's the other too. thing is the cast all came back. Oh. It was everybody back. I'm, everybody was back. And I'm like. I'm sorry, cast. Star-studded cast. Terrible film. <laughs> Gross. So anyway, I hated this movie. I hated everything about it. I hated, like, all of the voice acting was lackluster. The art was awful. The plot was bad. Uh, Esmeralda and Phoebus' son Zephyr was super annoying. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually hated the fact that they gave Quasimodo a love interest. I liked the idea that he kind of had wanted something in the first movie, and he didn't get it, which was the romance, but he was happy you know he accepted and loved and had found a place yeah Yeah, he'd found a place in society without the you know romance right so kind of made a story unique and then they kind of took away the uniqueness in the second one yes yeah kind of like your story can't be complete unless you have a love interest and that's sickening and insulting to all the single people out there yeah rude (laughs) yeah anyway my number one worst Disney movie. Yeah. Any guesses? <sighs> Are you going to say Belle I don't Kitty know Christmas? because I don't want to come through this computer and bite you. I don't want to give away any of mine yet. Okay. Okay. All right. My number one worst Disney movie is Ella Enchanted. <gasps> they That's a Disney movie. It was made by Buena Vista during the period when Disney owned them. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You, you like went and found things that weren't like Disney labeled. Oh, I Googled Ella Enchanted to find out if Disney <laughs> made it because it was a travesty. I Googled to check if it was their fault. Oh, because yeah. I hated that movie so much that I specifically went to Ella Enchanted to find out. <laughs> I, Here's I, the thing. Now, Excuse me, yeah, no, I, I misspoke a minute. List. I misspoke just a minute ago. I wanted to correct myself. I said Buena Vista. I meant Miramax. Yeah, I was like, I thought I'm, I'm sorry. was always owned by Disney. It, it was. I, I misspoke. Okay. 
Sorry, right. I, I caught myself. No, but yeah, Ella Enchanted was just disgusting. I loved the book as a child. I, mm-hmm. I just read that book so I much read the it book too. essentially fell apart. Mm-hmm. They took everything I liked about the book and they threw it away and made this disgrace. It's hokey. They like stomped on it and spat on it and they did bad things to it. Like it this was is the, it's like the it second. Just, I'm sorry, we're all like pausing to not talk over each other. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say this is the um, second worst thing that Harvey Weinstein ever did. Oh no! <laughs> but also accurate. Anyway. Sexual assault is first. Yes, and then I Ellen Chanted not- is second. Yes, a close second. Wait, what was uh, first? I missed sexual assault. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was going to leave that Harvey- vague and let the listeners, you know, like just think about it. But okay, Deanna looked confused, so I wanted to put that out there. <laughs> So yeah, Ella Enchanted was a really cool story about a very strong-willed girl that was under um, a set of unpleasant circumstances and kind of learned to remain willful even when she was forced to be obedient to the letter of instructions. And it was a really good story about how she learned to overcome this curse by, you know, wanting things so much that she just broke it. Mm-hmm. In the movie, <laughs> in- <laughs> instead, she looks into a mirror and gives herself the order to stop taking orders, and that breaks the curse. Why didn't she do that before if that was the secret? Do you think this child did not sit in the mirror her entire, like, young life and go, you will stop listening to orders. You will stop doing what people tell you. If that was the answer, it would have been way easier. Mm. This movie gets me real heated because <laughs> it's so beautiful in the book where she breaks the curse because her the love of her life, the man she is in love with, asks her to marry him. And she says no. Whenever her stepfather says, yes, you will marry him because they want to use him and make the, give themselves power. And she says no, I will not marry you. I will not marry him. And he doesn't understand why she's so happy about saying no. It's because she saved his life. And also, Carrie Elwes is in that movie, and I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. It was a really beautiful thing for her to say no to something she actually wanted so wanted. much when everyone was telling her yes, but she knew it was wrong. Because she knew that people could use her against him. It could put him into Her moral will broke it. And as the movie proved, because Carrie Ellis playing the generic evil uncle orders her to kill him to fr- so he can take over the kingdom. And, it's- and it, she didn't break it through sheer will. She just looked at herself in the mirror and said, you will stop listening or whatever. You'll stop being obedient. It's, yeah, it's like they dumbed it down. They did. It they really did. Like, they had this whole thing where like in the book, the ogres were these really terrifying and menacing sort of villains where they could control people because they had like this power of speech and it kind of like mirrors a little bit Ella where she has to do whatever is ordered, but they can make people like put people in a trance. And then in the movie, it's this whole ogres rights nonsense or something. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Like they were trying to make some sort of point in the film about like, I don't know. And it was just dumb. And I didn't like it because they were a real terrifying villain. And they just may also made them this bumbling, stupid joke. 
And I was like, I hated it. I hated mm-hmm. it. It was terrible. I hate everything about that movie. There was one good thing. I liked that what they, who, who they cast to play her friend. Arina. Okay. Well, um, because in the book, she was distinctly like listed as a person of color. Um, and they cast, uh, the girl from Bendit like Beckham to be her mm-hmm. friend in it. Well, I, um, I actually hated Anne Hathaway for a long time after this movie. <laughs> I kind Me of blamed too. her. I resented her a lot after this movie. Um, her fault, but it's not her, her fault, but I did blame her. She's, you know she's only, the face of the bad decisions. Exactly. I only forgave her when she played Fontaine. No, it wasn't Fontaine and when she was uh, Catwoman, because I really liked her as Catwoman. Yeah, that's when I forgave her. Mm. It yeah, took it me all the way to time. Fontaine. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I hated that movie. I will never, ever get over hating that movie. Next. Who's next? It's me, I think, because I yep. was the previous host. Um. So, uh, my number four, I, I just looked up Disney movies and didn't do deep, dark research like Corey did. Yeah. Clearly, we know that I also have a deep hate. I had an agenda. She had an agenda, and she, she, yeah. she did. I tried to pick stuff um, that was just Disney animation or Disney studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I did, too. My number four is The Wild. Now, people are probably going, what is The Wild? wild well it's an animated disney film that came out a year after madagascar and it's basically a ripoff of madagascar that's a the wild was a disney movie the wild was a disney movie which is funny because you would think that it wasn't because it was so bad um i do not have fond memories of this movie uh one because it was terrible it's one of the i think it's the lowest rated disney movie on rotten tomatoes or something it's bad and it was already ripped off Madagascar, which is also not one of my favorites. Yeah, no, um, I know that I saw this one. Um, I did. One of the reasons why I don't like it is not only is it a terrible film, like the whole premise is it's about a, li- a lion cub who heard stories about the wild and wants to break free and go to the wild. And it's the whole wacky adventures. And Eddie Izzard plays a koala. And uh, that, that was actually, I was like, oh, hey, Eddie Izzard. But that's like it. Um, not only did I hate this film because it's terrible, It was played like three or four times in my world history class when I was a sophomore in high school. Mm. And I hated that (laughs) teacher. He would just turn a movie on and be like, okay, work on notes. And that's all we did 75% of the time in that class was he would turn on a movie and just sit at his desk and he would work on notes. We would work on textbook notes. Now, I have my kids do textbook notes, but I don't do it as a babysitting thing. Like, it's... I Yeah. I hated him. And the thing is, is he was a basketball coach, so he didn't actually. I had teachers no, like that. Nothing against coaches and teachers, because there are coaches who can make amazing teachers. Um, but he was not one of them. He told me that Thomas Jefferson wrote the Constitution. Um, <laughs> somewhere. Is, somewhere. I have a picture of a sign we found in Washington, D.C. that says Thomas Jefferson, father of the Constitution, and Carrie is on her hands and knees on the lawn screaming. All right, this man (laughs) and his horrible teaching is literally one of the reasons I'm a teacher. (laughs) To correct the thing. To to be spiteful and to be like, okay, I don't want all the dumb people out there teaching. Um, so anyway, so yeah, The Wild, it has, it's a bad film and it has bad connections to this man whose name I don't even remember at this point, um, because I have terrible memory of my teacher's names. 
Anyway, um, so that's my number four. Yeah. Yeah. Because I decided not to back and edit my list after Corey did hers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my number three is Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. Oh. <laughs> For all the reasons that Corey already went over, I list, I watched the trailer um, today uh, while I was doing this. It says, Return to the Wonder and Majesty. And I was like, I'm trying to, but you won't let me. <laughs> 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 and they got... <laughs> it was terrible and like there's this whole the whole What's thing that? about the love story with Madeline and Quasimodo is so annoying not that I don't want people to fall in love and everything fine but the whole idea that ab- like whatever uh, but just the fact that they seem to shoehorn in this romance and want him to have romance because they felt guilty about the first movie when really it was this beautiful thing where I don't know I, I just I get mad because it ruins a lot of the moral of the first movie um, um was it Ma- Maddie, uh, Madeline, Jennifer whatever? Okay, I was about to say, wasn't she someone famous? Yeah, the, the star-studded cast. Everybody came back, as I mentioned before. Yet the voice acting was horrible. It's like they were being held at gunpoint <laughs> to do their lines. It's so terrible. Oh. Because I was like, is that Demi Moore? It doesn't sound like Demi Moore. Oh my gosh, it is. She just sounds soulless. No. Like she doesn't want to be there. Kevin Klein's putting on a show because he's a professional, you know, he's a good guy, you know. But it's it's bad. It's they didn't get- Haley Joel Osment was Zephyr. Ugh. Okay. Their son's name is Zephyr. God of the wind. I'm like, mm, so dumb. Anyway. Uh. So stupid. And like, they just wreck Esmeralda's character. And Jennifer Love Hewitt in the trailer was interviewed saying, it's one of the best love stories you'll ever see. And I was like, nonsense, Jennifer Love Hewitt. What are you watching? They paid you to say that. They paid her to say that. At gunpoint. Um, no, and then, like, the, I will say there's one thing, the villain, the villain was, like, seen as, like, handsome and such like that, and that was, like, another thing that they were trying to counter with, like, their very heavy-handed, like, the bell's beautiful on the inside thing, uh, the villain was handsome, but it was all, it was all an act, because he had, like, a waist cincher and a wig and all this stuff, and he was obsessed with being, as the voice actor goes, lovely, um, which is just, uh. it's, I, yeah, it, it's freaky. <laughs> to be um, fair, I think he was the only one that actually tried. He was trying, he was, but yeah, it was this whole thing of, like, I'm a, I'm a, like, a magician or whatever on the outside, and he's like, I'm handsome, but it all turns out to be a lie, and something like that, I'm like, can we get more heavy-handed? Like, mm. please. Anywho. Uh, so that's Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. We've already talked about it a lot with the animation problems and stuff like that with Corey, um, so yeah. Uh, my number two was Mulan 2. <laughs> <sighs> I avoided that one, so... They brought in a great cast. Yet again, everybody came back. Mm-hmm. Ming Nawin was back. BD Wong was back. Pat Morita was back. Everybody came back to play the roles. They even got really great actresses to play the three princesses, uh, the emperor, the emperor's daughters. Uh, Eddie Murphy didn't come back, did he? I, actually, you know what? That might be the only one. Is it might not have been Eddie Murphy, but I can't remember. I will. This movie. This movie was the worst. Is my is second on my list for one, one thing. Shang, what? Okay, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand why they did this to Shang's character. He is this strong and wonderful 
character in the first movie, you know, sensitive to Mulan's plight, you know, and doesn't kill her. And he's like, oh, secretly like nervous about being a captain and all this stuff. They make him really just like, not gonna lie, a little sexist. And I'm like, you can't be Mulan's fiance and do this because there's like a part where they're fishing and she casts lines like, no, no, Mulan. And, like she does a perfectly fine job. I was like, mm-mm. That's not good enough. Watch this. And like does it himself. And I'm like. What? What? Shang, you taught her how to catch a fish with her bare hands. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you like this? Why do you even need a fishing pole? Exactly. And um, there's all this stuff where like he. Mushu is trying to wreck their engagement. Because that means Mulan will be leaving the family. And he might lose his spot. That's what that's like the plot. And they're engaged at this point. And they turn him from being this really interesting, well-developed kind of stoic character at some points, and he just loses his temper and he's, he's all the time and they make him a joke. He's just a joke the entire film. And Mm -hmm. that bothers me because I adore Captain Lee Shang and he's wonderful and was one of my first crushes as a child. And they just Mm -hmm. wreck his character. And they also like, I just, I don't, I don't like it. And there's the whole subplot with the em- the emperor's daughters are going to go get married as part of like a deal and then they don't want to. And that is a little bit like fine, but like they fall in love with the three schmucks that are, um, that are Mulan's friends. <laughs> Yao, Li, uh, Yao Ling and, uh, uh, Yao Ling and, um, Po. I can't remember the, yeah. Yep. Kim Po. Uh, I think it's his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a whole, it's all a bunch of silly. Um, um, but yeah, the the main reason it's on my list is because Shang. Yeah. What I, I really, the other silly. I really remember when they marketed this one, they really marketed that other girl's song. It's a good song. And they got really good, like, at recognizable actresses to play the three daughters. <laughs> they did. I was like, oh, this is a really great cast. And yet it was still terrible. Um... So yeah, but the reason why, like, that, that plotline can be said, oh, that's kind of cute, but the reason it's terrible is because of Shang. They just wreck his character. It's terrible. Yeah. And the plot's terrible. Um, and the way that they resolve everything is ter- terrible. Uh, everything whatever. is bad. Everything is bad. I want to lay down. Um, <laughs> uh, and my number one... I know, I know, I know. <laughs> is A Wrinkle in Time... Because it was the greatest letdown I have ever been given by a film. I was this movie's, one of this movie's biggest supporters. I was jazzed. I love A Wrinkle in Time, the book. And when they put forward the idea that Meg was going to be biracial, I was like, that makes so much sense. Because that's just like from reading the book and her like description and like the way that her family is treated. I'm like, it makes sense. And I was totally down for it. I thought the casting of Meg was amazing. I thought the casting of, you know, Chris Pine as her dad was great. I thought the casting of the mom was great. I thought all the casting was fabulous. The ones playing Mrs. Witch and Mrs. Uh, like Mrs. Who, what and Mrs. Who? What's It. What's It, yeah. Loved all of that. And you know what? Their acting wasn't that bad in the film, those three. The casting for the happy medium was terrible terrible but then you know the writing for the happy medium was terrible and they just they took a beautiful fun science fiction story 
with and I, I just I I was watching the tra- <laughs> watching watching the trailer for this film was so amazing like I couldn't breathe watching the trailer it was so well done like I it brought tears to my eyes I was so excited like the using of sweet dreams like mm-hmm. was such a cool well, the way that they did it was so beautiful this movie had no soul which Everything, is kind of the point <laughs> which is sad because the point is supposed to be like it's very touching and all this stuff it they they traded good writing for cinematography and too much cgi they i didn't feel like any of them were actually connecting with each other because maybe the script was so bad Mm because the script was bad they changed way too much from the original plot and they just I was so on board with this movie, and when I watched it in the theaters, I was just so mad. Yeah, I got lots of rage texts afterwards, and yeah. I felt so betrayed. I was there. It was upsetting. I felt so betrayed because I was so excited for this movie to be good, and I was online defending this movie, and people were like, it's stupid that you're making Meg biracial, and I was like, no, it's beautiful, And and then I was like, well, now I hate this movie. It's because it's a, actually not a good movie. And I was like, oh, I want to support the fact that it's got, you know, an African-American actress and not actress, a director. And it's the biggest budget and all this stuff. And it was supposed to be amazing. And it wasn't. And I'm so let down because I was like, yes, finally, we're going to fix that travesty that the straight to TV, the straight to TV movie was but that one held truer to the actual plot of the book than this one did yeah and that's really bad yeah like, everybody go sad. read the book and see how different it is and the like feel is... and heart and everything i just if it had it, it if they had kept everything cut some of the nonsense cgi rewritten the script and kept all the same actors i don't know like i just feel like there's moments that should have been so powerful and yet it just wasn't because they weren't actually connecting like i didn't feel like they were actually connecting with each other and i think maybe it's because the script was so bad it you can only do so much with the script you're given and if the script is just bad the moments don't land you know no matter how good an actor you are or how good you're you are at cgi landscapes and stuff yeah yeah Yeah. and really really pretty costumes it's just like they missed the point really like they yeah they focus it's sometimes with these movies how they are bad it's like they focus too much on one thing and then they let something else slide which is most uh, a lot of the time the most important thing the this one it was the script i'm i'm just furious i don't understand what yeah the the book was so unique and so interesting and touched on so many different topics that had never really been covered before and was done so uniquely and wonderfully. And it was so simple, like how she solved everything. And this was just, this was just too much. This, uh, yeah, I, I was angry and cried and I, I went from, it was just the, it may not even be Disney's worst movie, but for me, it was Disney's biggest letdown. And that's kind of the point of this ranking, so yeah. we can get into it I, a little bit. I was just heartbroken, because this is one of my favorite books, 
And it has a lot of really great memories for me because my dad actually read it to me when I was a kid. Like, whenever you're going to sleep and your parents read to you, this is mm-hmm. one of the ones that I remember the most. And it's always been important to me since then. And Meg is such a great role model for girls. And I mm-hmm. was just, yeah, I was just so upset. And to be fair, Charles Wallace is also a really good character for those kind of weird kids or the awkward kids. Yeah. yeah. And in this, they like Charles Wallace was supposed to have like been taken in by his own hubris, you know, um, because he is so smart and he thought that he could beat the it. And like in this, it just like happened. It, I don't know. It was like it was I can't even remember. Like I blocked so much out of my, from my brain because I was so mad and I'm really good at repressing things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, most of the stuff on the planet where it lives is just Camazons. Camazots, thank you. And just start with the C. Camazots is just the worst. Mm-hmm. I will say I like the imagery with everybody bouncing the balls, but that yeah, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm yeah. done, or I'll keep on going. Yeah. So if you would like to rant with Carrie, feel free to reach out to her. She will rant about all the things. So if fellow Wrinkle and Time fans, is important. Sorry, fe- fellow Wrinkle and Time fans, go go have a heart to heart with Carrie. <laughs> Um, I will be brief because we're, as predicted, this is going a bit, but, um, so I'll be brief with my list, but, um, my number four, I had to put this on this list for just because you can't not put it, um, is Prince of Persia because of the whitewashing (laughs) that you don't like, like, all like the main cast, like m- pretty much everybody was Caucasian when it's about no, like, Persia. they were not. Sorry, they're white. Okay, sorry, that's a whole thing. We that's a whole it. thing. It's like on on forms, this is what we check, but we're actually not that. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, Prince of Persia. It was based on a video game. Um, but that's kind of like a rip off of Assassin's Creed. Uh. so yeah i went to see it a long time ago and like i I was actually working at the disney store at the time like none of the printed purchase stuff sold none of it like all of it went to clearance so fast (laughs) just like nobody bought any of this ridiculous stuff because nobody liked the movie but anyway terrible whitewashed yeah no i'm hands down like i agree with you on all that yeah uh my number three is going to be Pirates 5, Dead Men Tell No Tales. What? The pacing was awful. The plot was That's stupid. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, the, four, the fourth one I liked because it had mermaids. The pacing wasn't crappy. And I liked it. It was just like a little side story. But, but Barbosa this, came back. Barbosa may have come back, but like... <laughs> Not in a way he should have. Oh, he's got a daughter. Okay, okay cool. Who cares? I, Carrie and I, Carrie and I both, we we really hated this one bit, and that is the bit when the big reveal that she's Barbosa's daughter kind of comes out, and she's like, "What am I? <laughs> oh. Who am I? Excuse me." Yeah. I, I wrecked it because that's what we said it should have been. She's like, who am I? And he's like, treasure. Two, four, oh, six, yeah. oh, one. And so we're like, it would have been better if she's like, what am I? Or something. Oh. Like, what treasure. am I to you? Yeah. Like, 
Like, who and am I? Been... Who the heck is Treasure? Yeah. yeah. If he if she said, "What am I to you?" cuz he's been being weird around her. Yeah. Yeah. Script writing is important, people. Yeah. It's well, and I was excited for like Orlando to come back and like to see them again and to see what happened, but I feel like it okay. should have stayed with the open-ended ending of At World's End where it's like, okay, this is going on. But I think it should have stopped there, but them bringing back people, I'm just like, Ugh. I didn't mind the moments with them two together. <laughs> really? I didn't, but I, I disliked pretty much everything else. <laughs> yeah. Did I you just, see the scene at the end where, like, they hint at the, there being another movie, but that's never going to happen now? Uh, he's, like, in I bed don't with her, remember. And then, like, okay. Uh, there maybe like a scene in the, there was like a credit scene where he's asleep and like he thinks he's having a dream but it's not yeah 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 i remember yeah, that yeah, yeah yeah but yeah it was just i love the pirate series like you know it has its moments where it's like okay that's a little weird but i i enjoy them but this one just doesn't seem to fit in the um first three movies at all it's just like we just kind of made this because we were bored it's like mm. Don't, yeah, don't it'll make money. That. So, yeah, yeah, I was disappointed by that one. Like, so I like the first three, and then the little four spinoff one, just because mermaids are cool. Um, and it's just like a fun little side adventure. But, um, yeah, um, my number two is Maleficent. <laughs> <laughs> I hated this movie. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I left the theater. I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> like, it wasn't good at all. And I everything Corey said earlier about, like, it just kind of ruined her character. I'm like, she's supposed to be evil. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, And just the CGI of it was stupid. Like, a lot of these newer movies are just so CGI heavy. And it just makes it feel fake and, like, soulless. And, like, for, especially for, like, fantasy movies, I feel like the more subdued the effects are, the more, like, fanciful and mysterious it feels. But, like, there's, like, these weird creature things just kind of out in the open playing around, like, a little stream or something. I'm just like, that's the hokiest thing I've ever seen. It's so stupid. And this woman likes legend, people. Like, that's have the you... hokiest thing she's ever seen. <laughs> but at least it's not, they didn't have CGI back then. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's beautiful as dorkiness um but anyway <laughs> um anyway but like if if you take sleeping beauty and then watch maleficent you're like there this is not the same person at all this is some weird parallel universe like no because you look at maleficent in the movie she's scary she's like raising demons she's like a terrible person. And then Maleficent is like, no, no, she's just misunderstood. This ain't wicked. <laughs> she's it's evil. Been done. It's been done. It's been done. It doesn't work. So I hated Maleficent. I thought it was really dumb and shouldn't have been made. I was like, mm-mm. So I'm with you, Corey. Um Oh, one one brief insertion, sorry. Uh, -huh. uh for the sequel, uh, it's gonna star Chiwetel Ejiofor, excuse me, uh, and it's also gonna have Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. I, li I like him though. I like her. Who's yeah. he? 
Um, he, I'm trying to think of something you would have known him from. Did you ever see Firefly? The, the or Serenity? Mm-hmm. He's the one that's trying to kill, he's the agent trying to kill them. Oh, okay. He's also in, um, Love Actually. He's the one that marries Kira Knightley. Oh, um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's gonna okay. be Scar in the new Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I love anyway, my number one, I feel like I had to mention because of our uh, cosplay sister, the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> oh, I forgot that movie. Please remake and make better. <laughs> Like after like being friends with Misha and stuff, um, I've like have a new appreciation for the Haunted Mansion and increased rage at how bad this movie was. Like, it's not creepy. It's like it's a they made it a comedy. I'm like, it has to be kind of creepy. Like it's the Haunted Mansion and it's like it it can maybe have a little bit of hokiness, but it's just like like I wanted this movie to feel more like Casper the Friendly Ghost and less of just Eddie Murphy making dumb jokes. There. I would totally be down for a semi scary haunted mansion remake. Like like spooky, but like 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 um Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. I go back to script writing is important, people. Yeah, like it needs to have the feel of like Nightmare Before Christmas where it's like approachable but still creepy. Yes, 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 yes. And there's so much you could do with this. Like, there's the Constance, the bride's, like, whole thing. And there's all these characters just within the ride. It's like, you have so much material to formulate a good story from. And and it didn't happen. You did it with Pirate's Curse of the Black Pearl. With that ride. Why did Haunted Mansion become stupid? (laughs) Like, it's such an iconic ride. I feel like it deserves a better film for it if it's just based off of a Disney attraction. I'm like, you can do better. Make it better. (laughs) So, shout out to Misha. This one's for you. (laughs) The Haunted Mansion was terrible. (laughs) But. We have a problem. Yeah, we only have two that got two votes. (laughs) (laughs) I predicted this. By our rules automatically make it on the list so that's hunchback of notre dame 2 and maleficent i think which hunchback one would was my be number three okay and hunchback, hunchback was number two? uh two two i think and then what number uh, maleficent was two for me and four for me so, so i think so maleficent wins. yeah right because it was two and three, and then Maleficent was two and four. So I yeah. think that means yeah. that Hunchback is the worst Disney movie, <laughs> followed by Maleficent. And now we have to fight for the other two spots. I would go for Corey's agenda, but uh, with Ella Enchanted, but it was done by Miramax. But Miramax was owned by Disney at the time. But Disney Studios didn't actually make it. But I so, hate Ella Enchanted! If, if, I think off of you guys' list, I would pick either a wrink, I would pick a wrinkle in time, and what was the other ones? Uh. I also had the water boy. The water boy. No, I, the water boy, I, I forgive it before it all. And I guess, it. like, I never saw Hunchback, so, and I, I th- if I saw the water on the list. Yeah, so that's already there. 
Um, but, like, if we wanted, we could just do y'all's two number ones or my number one. Let's so see. We, um, for the other two. So we could Corey, pick what two. Was your number one again? Ella and Shannon. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. here's the thing. We need to keep it to four because that's the basis of You're our right. dang show. But I want all of our number ones to be on the list. <laughs> I know. I, this is a problem. I'm ah. sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm probably going to argue against Wrinkle in Time only because I don't think it was the worst movie. I get the disappointment. I get how rage-inducing it is, but I don't think it was the worst movie. I think Haunted Mansion was a worse movie. As general as worst bad movies go. I mean, yes, I agree with you because it's perfectly valid logical reasoning! (laughs) Because it's also true because I'm just not objective! Um, but I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. So what if if we take all of our number ones and if like collectively we decide El Enchanted is not a Disney film because it didn't pr- go under the name of Disney. It came out under Miramax as terrible you as that. it is. You can decide that. It will not be a collective decision. <laughs> it's like, because, it's like, I understand that the council is, I understand that the council has made a, made a decision. decision. But since it's a <laughs> decision, I... <laughs> yeah. Well, the medallion says I have elected dumb. to ignore it. <laughs> the medallion says that's dumb. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, I mean, I agree with the perfectly logical reasoning that objectively, though, I okay, am not wait, 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 <clears throat> wait, I will make an argument. Okay. Even though Miramax was sold, Disney still owns the rights to Ella Enchanted and streams it on the Disney Channel. Oh, that's how uh, I saw it. That's how I wait, saw it. Was wait, on wait, Disney wait. Channel. After, after Miramax was sold, the film was reissued by Disney. Okay. Oh. Okay. I, I see. I see. I, I accept these terms. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Okay. We have to make a decision, though. We do. My my call here okay. would be Ella Enchanted and Haunted Mansion. That would be me. Okay. I mean, it's an accurate and good call to make! <laughs> I just don't like it! <laughs> um, oh, goodness. Corey did this intentionally to make me ragey, so I have to deliver on the level of rage! Based on the level of rage happening, I think I want to go wrinkle in time, but that doesn't help anybody. <laughs> no, I'm agreeing with you, just in an angry voice! <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to have fun editing this audio. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> fine. Um, I give! What, what? time is objectively not as bad as the other two! <laughs> okay, do we want to put... How How do we want to order this i'm okay with either way okay let's let's do it for misha and put haunted mansion as number three that's fair okay 
Not, we bring in a, a fourth party that doesn't that isn't aware of what's happening. But Ella and Shannon is on the list. <laughs> but Wrinkle in Time is on a list of its own of worst disappointments. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. If if that was the category, it would win. Right, well, okay, then. no, it wouldn't win. Ella and Shannon might still win, but <laughs> let me have this. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> no. But anyway, so I Carrie, think go make I, a blog post about it, and then we'll post okay. it on the page. The I think I'm hearing. Okay, I'm, at, I'm about to start ang- like arguing a point in a list that we're not even having this week. <laughs> so let's just uh, brave, brave Ella Enchanted, a Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you know we can just make up a biggest disappointments list right here, and it's. It's a wrinkle in time, Ella Enchanted Brave, and then, A letdown list. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Letdown list. You get a dual oh, list uh, it's a longer episode. Beauty and the Beast live action. And Beauty... <laughs> it might be replaced with Aladdin. We'll have to see. We'll there's see. A, there's a bunch more coming up this year. Uh, Beauty and the one. Beast live action would only be on the list despite being a good movie because script writing is important, people. <laughs> so anyway, y'all got a two for one this week. You got our biggest disappointments list and you got our worst Disney movies, which we are going to the top of the worst disappointments list. It's there. It's at the top. It's number one. Okay. Okay. So let's break down our worst Disney movies list. We are going to come in with Hunchback of Notre Dame as the worst Excuse me, two. Hunchback of Notre Dame 2 is the worst Disney movie ever. Mm-hmm. And um, our number two was going to be Maleficent. Uh, Maleficent. Number three is The Haunted Mansion. And we're going to round out our list with Ella Enchanted. Yep. So probably don't watch those unless you want to be upset. Or watch them yeah. and let us know what you think. Do you agree yeah. or disagree? If you don't agree, we will rage at you. <laughs> if you don't agree, you're wrong. <laughs> um, so anyway. Next week when I'm even louder, but it's about happy things. Anyway, yeah. uh, rage at us, please. You can uh, find us on Facebook at Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust Podcast. Email us at firstgeek411 at gmail.com. Tweet it at FTPD underscore podcast or tweet at our personal Twitters at, at sparkle underscore fists at spilled X water or at Deanna seven nine zero. Join us next week for our movie of the week of Captain Marvel. Yes! <laughs> and Carrie, Carrie, what's our top four going to be? Oh, I forgot to think about that. <laughs> and a uh, special mystery top four. Woo! Tune in. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All the rage. It's last in minute decisions. Way. Yeah. Thank you guys. See you next week. Bye. 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 I'm not going to have a voice. <laughs>